By George, I think I've got it. Hybrosexual sinking. I saw that Bigfoot walking across the screen and I thought to myself, wow, they are real. I ask us all, is that really reasonable? My personal belief is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we uh, we may not be alone. I'll show you a little of the evidence. Hypothetical thinking. Researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine have pioneered a cancer vaccine that eliminated all traces of cancer in mice. You could find evidence of that, my friends. You could change the world. Hypothetical thinking. A podcast for the hypothetical thinker. Greetings, travelers, and welcome to Hybrothetical Thinking, a semi-informative podcast that explores the journey from probability to possibility. My name is Nick Floyd, and I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Taylor, Johnny. The way this works is that either Taylor or myself will do the research for our weekly episodes, and Johnny goes into every episode completely blind, meaning he has no idea what the hell we're going to talk about every week. (laughs) No idea. It's amazing. And what's even more amazing than that, guys, is we actually have uh, one of two uh, of our first ever sponsors uh, and ads for the podcast itself. Uh, I know ads probably aren't the most exciting thing for, for certain people, but you know what? I fucking love them. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm so jazzed about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm jazzed. And we have our first one. Taylor, isn't that crazy? What's that name? <laughs> it's crazy that we have our first ad ever. It's kind of blowing my mind. It's quick in the game right now. We're really early into the number of podcasts that we put out, but already <laughs> we are attracting some pretty dope sponsorship. What do we got, Super Nick? quick. Yeah. Well, this one is a super exciting because there's some history to this Oy. one. Uh, this is Glorp Gum. Glorp Gum. Yeah, Glorp Gum. It was originally a World War II air sickness medicine, and their gimmick what? was that each piece of gum came with a T-shirt. Oh. And the T-shirt were meant to absorb the vomit <laughs> from, yeah. That's brilliant. It's crazy. <laughs> and it became like a collector's item. What? Like, it's, yeah, it's a crazy thing. So wait, thing. you collect the vomit gum or the gum before vomit was in it? Well, the gum came with a T-shirt. Okay. To collect the vomit if the gum didn't work. Oh, oh that's it's, a, it's the dopest thing sick. ever. <laughs> you just throw up into that shirt. Yep. No problem. Yeah. You don't get you don't yeah, get vomit actually, all over the cockpit. That makes a lot of sense. I would totally would would without a doubt on airlines rather have a shirt to throw up in and who knows keep the shirt if I don't throw up in it. Throw than up a in freaking, or on the shirt. <laughs> I don't know. Then then bag. You know those little crappy bags. Oh hell yeah, that's a great idea. It's so great and so it's been a company for a while, but now. Uh, and this amazing artist, Brad McGinty, he he runs the company. And you can order the gum right now. It's an actual gum company. And it comes with a dope-ass shirt with pay, every purchase. Pay for the gum, get the shirt. Dude, I looked at these designs. They're balling out of control. The coolest part that I saw so on their good. website was the machine. <laughs> I showed that machine, the picture of the machine to my brother. He was like, what? I want to use one. It's like <laughs> a gumball machine that actually dispenses shirts as well. Super dope. I did not see that. That's it's so dope. Hell. There's yeah. just so much cool stuff, but the, the coolest part is that we actually have an offer code that we could give to you guys yeah. that gets yeah. anyone 15% off. <laughs> yeah. Which is, is great. What and is the promo Glorp code. Gum. The Glorp Gum. Order now. The promo code itself is, and this is going to, it's a doozy, but it's I'm a bro lever. Oh. That's I apostrophe M oh, space. That's so easy a, to remember. <laughs> space B R O L I V E R. I'm a bro lever. So I'm a bro lever. That'll get you fifteen percent off, guys. Check out Glorp Gum. They're amazing. Uh, and and now you know what, Taylor? What's that? I want to hear some news. I want to hear what the fuck's going on in the world. 
Let me give you a little news. This is what's going on in uh, actually my neck of the woods, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> so when he was 17 years of age, David Huggins says he lost his virginity to an extraterrestrial. <laughs> what? That's what I said it in the wait, ET. Wait, what were we talking about? ET. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we're talking about Cordis, my friend. <laughs> the Cordis in question allegedly went down in 1961 when Huggins was just a teenager living on his parents' farm in rural Georgia. My gosh. Ooh. Now, this apparently was not the first time that extraterrestrials had appeared to him. He had been seeing strange creatures since he was about eight years old. But on this day in particular, he was as he's walking through the woods near his house, an alien woman appeared and seduced him. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Don't turn that down. He says, I thought, if anything, I'd be losing it in the backseat of a Ford. Something <laughs> like that. But it didn't work out that way. <laughs> You lost in a spaceship. <laughs> Dude, what would you do? So, uh, well, what would you so do? So over time, David Huggins grows up. He continues to see to see extraterrestrials, uh, strange beings, whatnot or whatnot. But he, he kind of grows up, kind of forgets about them. Uh, but then in 1987, he reads some book that inspires him to start painting. And it inspires his memory of this alien that first took his virginity. Whoa. And we learn that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually was inspired to start Wait, painting. You, what, you're, what you're saying is that because <laughs> his sexual encounters with these aliens, so he's digging back in his memory banks and he's remembering all the the sexual encounters that he had with these aliens as a child. And as a grown man, he's he starts to paint these these scenes. So there's actually somewhere I'm guessing in rural Georgia where you can go and find this dude's paintings and see him fucking an alien. Strangely enough. A young version of him having sex with aliens. <laughs> Ty, dude, can you, can you, can you, Tay, can you please go find this guy in Georgia and buy yeah. every single painting, and we need one like in the studio. I bet it's super like artsy, dude. dude it's reduced. There's apparently a documentary about him. It is called Love and Saucers. Oh, <laughs> Love in saucers. Love, Love and saucers. saucers. I mean, it basically, just details his memory, what inspired him to start painting. And hopefully it gets it gets pretty detailed about some of these encounters. Yeah, I want to get I want to get some uh, I want get some details, bro. Because <laughs> I've seen a couple of his paintings, and I mean, he's there's an artist in there somewhere, but <laughs> is it like you know they're not? Uh, yeah, describe the art. Is things. it one of the paintings like literally an alien's head on a nude woman's like human woman's body? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what it was. Exactly. So at first when it was like. Okay, it's just an eight-year-old kid, and he just sees strange beings. And he calls them aliens. Yeah. It's like, okay, this guy's just got an imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see the painting of his female alien, and it's literally just a woman with sweet tits <laughs> and an alien head. Like, this guy has no imagination. What? It's so weird. It's insane. I, so I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I think the bottom line here is like, would, like I, I don't know if he had a choice, but would you do it? Like, if an alien came down from the heavens... <laughs> And somehow, like, alluded to you, like, here I am. Take me. I think it'd be pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> All the alien well, I, thing- I think if it was one of those uh, alien head human body deals, like the painting would suggest, I'd probably be okay with it. Does she have hair in the paintings, like, on her head? <laughs> yeah, she had, uh, yeah, pretty sweet bangs. <laughs> like, a little, uh, like a Cleopatra haircut. <laughs> all, the, all the things I've heard about aliens and sex and all that stuff has always been, like, "Quote unquote probing." So this to be actual like intercourse seems a lot less or a lot more cool than uh, the conventional getting probed. Oh, you know? Yeah, definitely a lot more cool than just being probed. Yeah, 
Fuck that. <laughs> pass. Yeah, I've, pass. I've heard a lot of stories, not where the guy paints them, but, and also not when the aliens are having sex with kids. That's kind of weird. That's weird. Yeah, that's the weird part. Like, but why like, would it, like, an alien, I'm sure, is smart enough to know, like, I can't even, the laws. This kid can't even get me pregnant. Right? <laughs> I mean, with the, with the <laughs> not alien. the laws, but I mean, like, <laughs> How like don't, doesn't a dude have to hit like puberty before he can get someone pregnant? Yeah, I don't know the logistics behind that, but like, would an alien know <laughs> age? I don't know. I don't know if an alien would know, know human doctor. age. That's true. Maybe for them, like eight, that's eight years good. old yeah, that's... is like mature. I don't know if it knows that it's a male though. It knows that much. It knows sex, but doesn't know age. It's, you know, it's it's, it's got to be kind of familiar with the the human condition. So you're saying that I thought it was cool. In the same article, another person kind of describes his encounter as the classic ancient alien encounter. Um, They kind of bridge it with, yeah, if you take any like secular story from the past, any uh, like, you know, Bible talk, like you could easily replace those words with aliens, extraterrestrials, and it's almost the same stories. It's crazy. That's insane. It's actually blowing my mind. Well, I mean, here we are again with another crazy, like how we keep finding crazy stories to talk about every episode so far. I mean, we're only on episode five is the craziest thing to me. And another comment I wanted to call back to episode well, one. Well, before we move on, I didn't get a, like, I, I clearly said I would. Would you, would you, Johnny? And would you, Nick? Give me the hypothetical. Uh, move forward with the, the alien offering if it was on the table. G- give me the hypothetical. That he just did. He fucking off. He said, he, he told you. Tell me again. Would you a female alien on the table? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a female alien on the table, and it's like, hey, yeah. would you? Have, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cool. not the only to say that I could or did. Like, that's a cool story in itself. But like, like I said earlier, there's like no. I've never <laughs> yeah, heard of right? a case where it's not like it's sexual. It's getting probed, which is weird. Why do aliens want to learn about our butts? But that would be. That'd be <laughs> yeah, sure, no, no problem. Unless it was like, an, if it was an alien that looked like a human, sure. But if it was like an alien that was like a square or a really weird alien, then I, I don't know if I really could get on board. I guess my my opinion of hot would have to come under Fair. the rule. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, total sense. I, like for science, I guess. <laughs> for, well, well, we didn't take the mature <laughs> route, Nick. I, I'm just saying, like whatever for <laughs> yeah. science. Grow up, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> for the sake of science, you know what I do? What need to be done? Take okay? it for the team, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you're what? a hero. You're a goddamn your responsibility <laughs> at that point. I'm an American citizen, sir. <laughs> for science. Uh, <laughs> so, side note to calling back to episode one of this of this podcast, I just wanted to say uh, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm ashamed I haven't. But in Ready Player One, the the Steven Spielberg motion picture that just came out in theaters, apparently there's a super sweet cameo of Bob Chandler's Bigfoot. What? Consistently throughout the film. (laughs) All of these things keep leading and coming back to us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Uh, Bob Chandler, if if you want to be on the show, we're going to welcome you with open arms. Uh, we, we, we're going to invite you onto the podcast. Bob Chandler, I, if you're out there listening, which I know you probably are. <laughs> he's got to be listening. Please, please come on the podcast. A- anything we've referenced, i.e. like uh, <laughs> anyone who's in the Mandela Effect, raccoons, Bob Chandler, anything we've like, even Jesus. No, just Bob Chandler. <laughs> like if we can get Bob Chandler an episode, if we, if we never have a guest for the rest of this show, if we can get Bob Chandler, if there's a listener out there who who knows the contact information and the whereabouts of Bob Chandler, please email us at hybrothoughts at gmail.com. We'll find you, Bobby. 
We'll find you. <laughs> and with that being said, guys, I want to I want to jump right into today's topic because you know what? Taylor hit it right on the head. He kind of covered a little bit about about what I'm going to talk about. He talked about he talked about what? art. Oh well, I don't know if he talked about art. He talked about. I mean, he talked about the guy's a painter. We talked about an alien having sex with a guy, and then that guy becoming an artist. That's okay. (laughs) Let's just be honest. I see the connection, and I he's got the connection. I double stamp it. He stamps it. Triple stamp it. It wasn't about art. It It was about something else (laughs) that became art. Okay, you you go. All right. So, uh, like we said in uh, in the Exorcist episode, that we're going to continue saying going forward, guys. uh, There is a kind of subtopic warning here. We are going to focus on the topic at hand. Any subtopic outside of the topic that we're focusing on, we're going to try not to delve too deep into. So if you're wondering, why do they not follow that uh, that deep, dark hole into the ground uh, and talk about this specific piece of the story? Well, you know what? I'll tell you why. Because we're going to cover it later in episode like 103. You best believe. It's going to happen. <laughs> I believe so that's related for, for 107, Nick. Ah, damn it. Taylor, you're <laughs> 107, right. 107, uh, halfway through, we talk about that topic, actually. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, guys, I'm so jazzed. I'm so pumped to talk about this, guys. I don't know what it is. It is okay. No, you don't. Are you ready? Strap in. I'm, I, I'm a seatbelt's on. I got my pen and paper ready. Ready. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Was that Bob Chandler's, like, like uh, voice caller Speaking before he goes? Through. Ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Player one. <laughs> uh, there's another plug. All right. All right. Art. What is art? Art is expression. Art is communication. Art is subjective. But what if I told you that art could be more than just that? What if art could be the breadcrumbs left behind by a superior race or species reminding them where they've been or what they've explored? I know what you're thinking. How the fuck did I go from point A to point Z like that? But it'll all make sense soon enough as we spend today's episode trying to figure out the truth behind crop circles. So get your tinfoil hats on, boys, because we're diving in head first to find oh out God. what the hell this crop art actually means. Crop art. Yeah. That's tight. That's tight. Freaking yeah. sweet. That's actually really cool. <laughs> Extraterrestrial art. On a on a Earth, that's pretty cool. It's gonna be a doozy. I'm telling you, this is gonna be this is gonna leave you guys, you know, excited, uh, frustrated, and <laughs> you know, I think Johnny, in your sake, it might leave you a little less skeptical than what you might be. Hmm. I implore that. Let's go into that. While the concept of crop <laughs> circles date back to the late 1600s. It wasn't until the late 1970s or early 1980s when Colin Andrews coined the term crop circles. Okay. Up until that point, though, the worldwide phenomena uh, known as circular formations or saucer nests. (laughs) Saucer nests? That's what they were known as. That sounds actually way less cool. Oh, yeah. It sounds super (laughs) dumb. This is my saucer nest, dude? Uh, I got a 5 out of of 10 in my art class. Um, No problem. Just alien school. Saucer nest. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, January 19th, 1966. Wow, why is that not the, the name of Atlanta's new stadium? Oh, the my gosh. Saucer That'd be tight. Saucer Nest, dude. Oh, oh my gosh. Or Come let, on, like, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Help us out. That'd be tight. Saucer Nest. Well, if, if, the team's, like, if the team's mascot was saucers, then yeah. Then maybe. The Saucer well, Nest. Well, an Atlantan, uh, you know, somebody who's from Atlanta is an AT-alien. AT-alien. Oh. AT-alien, dude. Outcast, bro. Oh, shout out to Atlanta. Circa, circa 1990. So, so, 
Saucer, saucer nest. Saucer nest. So January 19th, 1966, at around 9 a.m., Mr. George Pedley was driving a tractor along a narrow track on a sugarcane farm when suddenly an object rose out of the swamp nearby. George was flabbergasted by the large gray saucer-shaped object that was now nearly 30 feet above ground. While George watched, it rose another 30 feet, spinning very fast. And then, before his eyes, the saucer took a shallow dive and then shot back off towards the heavens. When George drove around the bend of the track to the swamp, he found a large, round, cleared spot that measured about 30 feet in diameter. He deemed it as a saucer nest, but little did he know this would be the very first of many crop circles. So 1966, this dude's coming out with, coming up with names like Saucer Nest. Yes, that's coined. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty <laughs> that's good. That's pretty good. That's better than Graboids. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not better. That's not better than Graboids. <laughs> Nothing's better than Graboids, be Taylor. <laughs> that seems like a pretty good uh that's like a pretty good name for it, I guess, you know, if it's just an indentation made by like a craft that had landed, you know, or whatever. It right. seems like we- a good name. He saw a saucer, and he's like, okay, well, what, what could this be? Well, the saucer nested. It's a saucer nest. And it wasn't really in a crop, so necessarily, like, it makes sense that it was, it was a swamp. But, like, right. I mean, I, I know you saw it speed off, but, like, how, t- how brave do you have to be to, like, gallop on your horse over to the place that this, like, giant craft was just parked? Like, what if it dropped an alien and that dude came over? I'll, I'll boom, you, I'll vaporized. You, I'll tell you what. You and I right. might have that, that opinion, but Taylor Nelson, I know for a fact, would gallop as fast as he could to see that and make huh. some shit happen, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> Johnny, you know me so well. I would <laughs> so fast. I would gallop, gallop, gallop. Come with on, all lightning. Because <laughs> yeah. you want to see, see what the hell that was. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what's up. <laughs> Into the saucer I, re- I really feel like all three of us would. <laughs> I want to believe I would, like, but why, I, left- I mean, how many? We've none of us have obviously never had that chance. And if you had a chance like that, oh my god! Well, I, I, I think would not the thing to, I would not freeze up. I think that the, the thing to take away from this, Taylor, isn't the fact that we wouldn't do it. But back then, when it was, was like technically, like you're saying, the first kind of recorded thing in 1966, we might have not have had that opinion. Now, when it's like we've been drip fed images right. of aliens, hell yeah, I want to see a saucer. But back then, this yeah, thing could freaking like, kill you. Aliens party all the time. Let's hang. What is it? What is it? Yeah, I guess it could be the um, the Native Americans, you know, seeing the the ships, you know, the, oh yeah, the literally, yeah, ships. yeah, it could be like that same that same deal. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And this guy had some balls to approach this thing on his horse. Yeah, and that's like yeah, that's pretty a, ballsy. I'm trying to look up. I didn't write this down. So yeah, so the, so the Roswell crash happened in 1947, New Mexico, in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So there was enough information out there for this guy to be like, uh uh-uh, fuck that. I'm not going to go towards that saucer. Oh, so he already already knew possibly what it was. Yeah, this is Uh years later. This is 1966, Johnny. So Wait, when was the Roswell thing? 1947. Okay, I got my facts really messed up. I don't have – So you guys guys know I have no computer in front of me. I just have my brain, which is not a whole lot of information. So the – so that was 20 years earlier. So right. never mind. This was not the first experience. He still had balls, though. <laughs> he still had balls. Listen, I'm not discrediting the guy, <laughs> no, but... Uh... Okay, but he was kind of a bitch. No, he's totally... You know, he totally... Yeah. <gasps> oh, well, while the idea of crop circles existed for hundreds of years prior to the George Pedley saucer nest, it wasn't until after the story made the news in 1966 that many others began reporting crop circles throughout the 1970s many of which were appearing throughout the English countryside. 
This seems crazy, however. George Pedley's saucer nest was reported in Queensland, Australia, which is quite far from England. Why did it take so long for crop circles to pop up? Did people not know what they were looking for? I mean, it seems a bit crazy for a farmer to decide randomly to take a look at his crops from a bird's eye view. Like, yeah, like why would you? True. Why would you decide? Oh, there's some crop that is crushed. I'm gonna cr- climb up in my fucking silo, look down, and go. Huh, that's awful large. That's like, I would well, say, I imagine it's, you know, pilots or something. You know, being like, "Hi, hey, what's that? <laughs> what's I keep seeing these really cool things on the uh, on the crops. What is that? You know." And then, boom. and then they're like, hey, Mr. Farmer, at whatever, <laughs> at the intersection of blah, 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 and blah, uh, you got some pretty tight art going on in your field. We just wanted to come by and take some pictures. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? I got no art in my field. I just got my corn. <laughs> and then, boom, they go out there and find it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> at the intersection of Cockfosters and Piccadilly, they found these crop yeah. circles. Cockfosters. 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 Oh, I don't think, I don't necessarily think he, like, <laughs> saw some crushed corn. Even, like, looking at movies like Interstellar, where, like, a car runs through the, the, the cornfield, if you saw, like, even a six-foot-wide patch broken through, like, an animal didn't make that. You know, a car probably didn't make that. I would personally be, you know, inquisitive. I would want to know what this is. Right. It's, so, yeah, it's all. Yeah, if it's your if it's your crop, you'd be like, yeah, dude, who's squashing my crop? I mean, a whole a bunch freak. of farmers get pissed off at kids who walk through their their, their cornfield, let alone a huge patch taken out of it. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Eh? <laughs> what the fuck? Is- I don't know what the yeah. accent that is, but I mean, <laughs> but that's the accent. That sounded toothless. <laughs> like, hey, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> I do. I think that there is sort of like this frustration where. And this hasn't been in any of the reports, but the farmers had to have been irritated, being like, Hell yeah. all right, cool, maybe aliens, but also a ton of ruined crops, and you guys, Money. like aliens, you guys have basically ruined my entire season for me, not, so not, thanks. Not to mention right. livestock that was taken, apparently, like the, the cows that they taken off the ground. See, now you're just using your imagination. Tom. No, that happens. I've seen so many images of that. I, like, what, that, you've seen images of aliens pulling up is, cattle? Is that not a thing? No, that's the movie Twister. Oh, it's true. It's a good movie. Oh, well, it's not, but I love that movie. <laughs> it's actually a horrible movie, but I love it. But no, I, I imagine like, like these these farmers, their whole livelihood's based off their crop, their livestock, their corn, all that, and their land. And someone's fucking with that, I'd be pissed. Right. Oh, I'd be super. Yeah, pissed. that's their livelihood. That's their that's their blood, man. People get pissed off about groundhogs in their damn lawn, let, let alone somebody's like money. Yeah. Imagine, but like how like how <laughs> how groundhogs? How much can you be as a farmer? Be <laughs> like. Honey, I, I watched this giant saucer just <laughs> rise up and just float into the heavens, and it was it was amazing. Yeah, but it done fucked my crops up. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and now we're not going to be able to eat for the next sixteen months. But it was so pretty. <laughs> I'm gonna contact the U.S. government. Sounds like excuses to me, honey. <laughs> Randy, this is the third time so, like, this week you I said you When did they start becoming like cool looking patterns? Like were they just cry or uh? saucer nests at first or was like one of these first well, reports like some big badass artistic well it's, it's funny that you say that oh because crop circles uh so- crop circle reports skyrocket in the 1980s and 1990s right after this 1978 uh situation or 1966 situation Aye. Uh, the patterns and designs became more elaborate and they illustrated complex mathematical equations which led a lot of people to believe that these patterns were in fact left over from alien ships who visited Earth as some sort of research excursion. But then, 
A plot Ooh. twist surfaced and blew everyone's minds in 1999 or 1991 when self-professed pranksters Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley made headlines claiming it was them who started the crop circle trend back in 1978. They said that. They even made a crop circle in front I of a bunch. I feel like these two guys are liars yeah. and buttons. Yeah, I think they're just claiming things that aren't there. That's the cat. They made a crop circle in front of a bunch of research. They called a bunch of researchers, researchers and journalists uh, together and said, this is, I'm going to prove it to you. And they made a crop circle in front of them, even a seriologist. Wait, what's which, a, a, a seriologist? A serial a like, biologist. seriologist. Like Cap'n Crunch? Uh, no, it's C E R E O L O G I S, which a seriologist. is an advocate of paranormal explanations of crop circles. They have their own name. That's a specific branch. Seriologist. Seriologist. Huh. So he, he proved, or they, Doug and Dave proved to them, hey, we did this. And even the seriologist goes, this looks good. And these guys, they were crop stars. They were crop, crop artists. Stars. Crop artist stars. Crop they stars. were even. They were. But even, isn't there? Isn't there one element? At least one element. Of these crop circles that those two dudes could not replicate? Because, I mean, I've seen plenty of videos of dudes making crop circles. You know, and I've seen the videos of dudes being, you know, trying to say, yeah, we were the guys who started it. But I thought there was a chemical change that happens in these crops. Oh, like, like after not a burner or something? pushed over. Right. Well, these two— What's that? Uh, like you're saying essentially that like it's not just I've I've seen this where like like guys take boards or whatever and they push on the crops. You're saying there's a chemical change yeah. in the corn or yeah, in the wheat. like it's more than just that. Yeah. Well, these two. Yeah, like there's something that else they do to it. Like I, I read this one thing where like, like it's like it's microwaved and like it creates these these combustions like well, right at the the breaking point of the wheat a, where it falls over. Hypothetically, if there was a space like ship that came and let's say hypothetically that it actually made this crop circle, you'd best believe yeah. that when it left, it had to use some kind of energy, some kind of like you just said, microwave, whatever it was, to propel itself off the ground, whatever it was, and that would like leave residue hypothetically, right? I, I mean, right. it depends on how advanced these ships are. We don't know. Advanced enough to make some cool ass designs. We don't know. We, we well, no one idea. of the most popular um, future space. Pro- Propulsion systems, which doesn't seem like it would relate to a flying saucer, but uh, it's like a microwave uh, propulsion system. So I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> all Connection? like radiation based. I don't know. Radiation. <laughs> I think it's the crazy. Words are the same. So I think it's crazy that Dave and Doug both were like, "Hey, I know you guys are all freaking out about this, and I know it's kind of illegal that I'm stopping all over your your crops, you know, farmer. But it was me. Caught me red-handed, and I'm going to show you how to do it. And literally put like the like paint my hands red." Like, you caught me red-handed, and I'm going to show you how I committed the murder, essentially. You know? Right. Well, Yeah, this and is I somehow like, don't owe you for all those crops I destroyed. Yeah, why would they even do that? What dicks? Well, this is like this is right. where things do take a turn. So these two uh, Picropsos, if you will, if you want to call them that. Picropsos. Uh, they Picropsos. only actually— <laughs> Picropsos. That's a t-shirt design right there. Hell yeah. Uh, these, <laughs> these two guys, they only claim to have made the crop circles between 1978 and 1987. But this is where things get crazy because in July 1996, five years after they confessed, one of the world's uh, most uh, advanced, crazy, and groundbreaking crop circles appeared in England across a highway from the mysterious Stonehenge. And this pattern was deemed ah. uh, a Julia set, is what they called it. And, huh. uh, and whatever made it proved to, to be... Extremely intelligent. Not human. Not human. 
it was it completely derailed everything. What you're saying is that Dave and Doug said, "All right, we did it from this time period," and then the future, when five years later, five years later, when they said we're done, we didn't do any of this. Yes, something else happened in, in Stonehenge in England. You said, yeah, across from Stonehenge, and um, in grass, or was it still? It was. It was in crop. It was in a crop across the street because there were a lot of crops. Could not have been human. Well, at the time, like, well, these things okay. they get so detailed and crazy. It's like. Yeah, how can I think somebody human plan can that design out? that with the help of you know computers and you know rulers and shit? No, but, but if you're can on the they ground, execute that overnight without being seen, and on the ground, know? like how right. have you ever tried to draw an image when you're looking at a table flat and try to draw it? You have to look over top of it. How can somebody? You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, in the crop circle was actually claimed. Uh, it was claimed that this this Julia set appeared in less than an hour during the day. That's like a lot of workers. Ah, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Right? Which is nuts. But, unfortunately, it was then later revealed that the Julius set crop circle had, in fact, been made in just three hours early that morning by three different hoaxers. So even with Doug and really? Dave ins- inspiring hoaxers worldwide, it still doesn't explain the, the thousand other crop circles that weren't made by them from 1978 onward. And well, they admitted, they said, we didn't make 1,000 that are unaccounted for. But we did not. Three dudes made that one. Three saying. dudes made one of the most complex crop circles of the time in 1996. Then it makes sense. Then, yeah, they didn't do it. These three dudes didn't do it. Like Doug and Dave didn't do it. But it makes sense that if somebody else can make, at the time, a crazy complex design, well, then how much other assholes are also doing it? Right. They've inspired, they, they inspired a movement. Yeah. So because these two pranksters, man, like, fuck them, you know? Yeah. Like, My- fuck them. <laughs> they ruined everything. My imagination I, yeah, just Yeah, I want to see some aliens. Yeah. Damn it. Right. The only thing we have is is uh, Pedley, is uh, George, good old George. That's the only guy we have who actually saw the alien because I, – I, I have a story I can no tell other. you guys. I have a story. I was – this is a little fact. I don't know if this came out and this was like national, but I was driving to high school. You know, this is like five years ago. I was driving to, to, to class, to senior lunch, and I heard on the radio a story claim of a lady that claimed she was not – having intercourse but she got knocked up and the baby the baby's dna was not consistent of a dna strand of a human that's all they said in in, in the, this is a fact i'm not just pulling this out of my ass and this is the craziest thing is that like uh, oh, yeah. from a crop circle uh, no, no I'm, I'm saying like an alien like <laughs> it relates and it relates to the fact that like this is not only what was his name uh pedley yeah. yeah like there's another instance i know off the top of my head of something that is not you can't forge that what, the pregnancy? No, the fact that the baby didn't have the same DNA as a human. But did the baby make a crop I guess circle? you could argue that it's like no, but it was uh, an alien. faulty test or something or whatever. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying, I, I don't think, I don't think I don't there's know. only I'm a, on, like, I'm a on hand. The, I'm on the thought that there are hybrid uh, little babes out there, hybrid babies. I mean. Among I, us that I, are like I, human I, aliens. I would venture to say that we are uh, some form of a hybrid alien slash whatever the fuck was here before, you know. I mean, what is an alien, yeah, honestly? We're technically all aliens to other species. Right. I mean, it's oh, no, totally. continuation of the Bigfoot like uh, conversation. I mean, yeah. I think that's – I really think that's part of what happened in the past and what possibly continues to happen. Maybe that's why they continue to come here. Right. There's st- there's definitely something bigger there. And, and as we continue um, – and we're almost at the end of this because I wanted to leave plenty of time to talk hypotheticals because there will be them. <laughs> there will be plenty. Yeah. Bet your ass. Um, there's a lot to talk about. And the thing is, like, I just wanted to plant the research there, and then we're going to talk because 
There's too much at stake here. At stake? At stake. Well, how do you mean? One of the crazy ones uh, I thought was, uh, you know, you mentioned the timelines and stuff, everything getting crazy in the, you know, after the 70s and stuff. Like, it was in the 70s, I don't know what year, early 70s or whatnot, with uh, the Arecibo um, message that was sent out by Carl Sagan. And it was like kind of like a map, like this is like digital looking map, little looks like a little blocky type thing. That kind of uh, shows things about our DNA, things about our uh, solar system, things about like our our makeup, who we are, and it was like a, a message out there. And then, sometime in the two thousands, there was like a crop circle that was seemed to be a response to that. What and it was like a different solar system, a different genetic makeup, a different That's little crazy. picture of a body, you know. That well, mind. just think of okay, if that was real. And that was like a real response to this Arecibo message or whatever. Arecibo, whatever. Right. Maybe those couple of dudes who were hoaxing these crop circles were just making some simple little things. And they popped them up there. And they, the crop circles that we got later are responses to those, like actual responses. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. That's the thing. There's just, there are so, so many theories. But before we dive deeper, we're going to read our, our, our second and final ad oh, from so another stoked. incredible. Why am incredible I stoked about a s- ads? It's crazy. I don't know. Ads, sales. I because love it. Because we couldn't be happier with the, the people that are supporting yeah. uh, this happy, podcast. Happy, uh, two happy, incredible happy, companies. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. Uh, so our final sponsor, uh, final ad to read for the episode is Future Monsters. They're a premier apparel store Future with a pop Future Monsters. <laughs> monster, monster, monster. <laughs> Their premier apparel store with a pop culture and horror focus. Each product is handmade with quality material. So not only does it look good, but damn, it feels good. No <laughs> mass-produced cheap garbage here. With designs inspired by King Kong, the Wolfman, and much more, these shirts are a must-have for every occasion, whether it be nightclubbing, metal shows, weddings, and, of course, podcasting. So head over to futuremonsters.com. <laughs> And enter the code HYBRO in all caps, H-Y-B-R-O, at checkout to save 10% on your next purchase. Because you know what, guys? We're going to be doing that as soon as we hit the record button. And when we hit the record button, that means the episode's going to stop recording and we can use the internet. I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm excited. That's great. That's super cool. Yeah. I want me some monster tees, man. Oh, hell yeah. Monster tees. That actually relates a lot to what we talk about on this like this podcast. It, Monsters that's what I'm saying. These, hypotheticals, creatures, that kind of thing. Yeah. They, they could not be the best. Like, Glorp Gum and Future Monsters are like the perfect thing for us. They're so good. It's great. We people are listening to the Geekster guys into those shirts. They seem like they'd wear those. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, absolutely. But meanwhile, our listeners are like, you guys are just saying that. No, 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 you no. You guys I, are selling out. No, we, like, you have no idea. This is genuine excitement. I don't care about, about sponsors and all that stuff. I genuinely love these two companies. Oh, I would incredible. not. I, people know I'm, I'm not, I'm, I feel like I want it. I'm, I'm a genuine person and would not sell something unless I actually got behind it. Right. And I, I'm behind it. I love this. t-shirts. I love a good shirt, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty stoked about these. I love a good t-shirt. t-shirt right I love the way it feels on my body. <laughs> I love taking off t-shirts good and the cool designs. <laughs> I like monsters. Two thumbs up. I love monsters and I love <laughs> two, gum. Good shirts. I also like gum. gum. I like gum. So even now there are like over a hundred crop circle reports worldwide every year. Over a hundred. And while the art community will do just Damn. about anything to make waves and puff their chest, it seems a bit crazy that people would spend hours of their time on something that people just don't seem as impressed by anymore. And on top of the crop artists, quote-unquote, 
There are still seriologists that exist out there with alternative explanations such as weather and wind patterns, animals who are high on opioids, changes in the Earth's magnetic field, seed weight, time travelers, UFOs, and gods that are asking to stop global warming and human pollution. Wow, that's a lot of stuff you just said there. It's and that's the thing. And like th- those things we're gonna dive into. There's just there's one more last piece to this puzzle of, of my of my deep dark uh, research that I buried myself in. And then we're gonna talk about all these alternative explanations because we gotta talk about them. So whatever the answer may be, we just we don't have it. Like every episode so far, we don't have a fucking answer. But if you're trying to tell me that a group of friends would rather strategically knock down some crops instead of binge watch the new season of Black Mirror, you're out of your damn mind. <laughs> then again, this this could be a group of artists like Banksy who get the rocks off by creating public art that has an air of mystery to it. Hell, even businesses utilize crop circles as marketing campaigns for products. Even an 11-year-old kid created a seven-acre Star Wars Rebel Alliance emblem in California back in 2017 as a crop circle. So let's weigh in, because if I don't get some answers soon, I'm going to lose sleep tonight. And the bottom line is, they are always in the form of a circle. They are almost always created at night. They have never been recorded being made, and they are usually in fields close to roads and highways. It sounds like aliens to me, like, what the fuck? Well, besides Doug and Dave that made them, we have that one account of, of it being made. Um, yeah, that sounds weird. I, I think if if I was putting myself in, this, in, in these people's shoes, if it is people, I would not make them at night, usually. I mean, maybe because I'm a scaredy cat. I would not make them close to civilization like roads, you know? Right. I wouldn't make them in such complex designs, maybe because I'm not smart enough to make them in complex designs. It just seems like it's too difficult, too long, too intensive. It doesn't seem plausible why somebody would. But it's like, yeah, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, I, like... The strategy, it seems like it just takes too much work to go, Yeah. all right, let's look at a Google map overhead. Let's pull up the Google, Google, Google maps and look up flyover, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to map out. You're going to put a circle here, a circle here, two circles in the middle. Then you're going to go out and put a line here that's going to yeah. feel like a mathematical equation. And then we're going to go at night, hold flashlights in our mouths, wrap a, ba- a baseball bat in barbed wire, and, and mow some crops down. And make it perfect? It looks like you've <laughs> thought about this before, Nick. Have you but considered this before? Another crazy level to that <laughs> is a lot of these ones that they, that they would call elaborate or that you would look at and say, man, that's elaborate. Like, it's it doesn't seem to be haphazardly placed circles no. or shapes. Like, they seem to have meaning. And they seem to be decryptable. You know, right. there, there's that one that looks like uh, it's it's circular. Looks like you could almost put, like, some futuristic key in there and it'd like be a circular key. Exactly. But they've shown where it like it's each turn it makes around this spiral somehow represents every number for like the first however many digits of pi. And like sure, humans can figure that out, but man, like to execute that overnight and no one know it, not only that, but all the time it would have taken to actually make the design, then plan out how you're gonna execute yeah, that and design. Then do it. And then execute it. Right. Man, these these people should be building shit. Right. Are, is, it, too are, smart. is this maybe yeah. a secret society of amazing surveyors? Yeah. They're like Land the surveyors. world's greatest surveyors that for some reason they're, aren't focusing their stuff. They're know, taking the theatolites and they're taking all their land surveying knowledge about like infrastructure in the ground and they're going out there with their their theatolites, measuring like the 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 rotation and all that stuff of the ground and, <laughs> and picking points. What blows me away is that this is we're talking about like going Google Earth and like 
bird's eye view, imagine pre-Google Earth. How freaking hard would that be? Right. Pre, like, yeah, to like check your work. I guess you you, you wouldn't can't check. Yeah, your how work. There's no drones. There's... You just wait for someone to fly over, and like maybe it'll be in the newspaper. The, you know, the next day. <laughs> like I you hope could it was tell good. me, you could convince me now and say like, oh, they're all faked because someone literally could go out, throw a drone in their backpack. Yeah, and then when they're done making the crop circle, you fly the drone up, you look down, and you go, guys, we nailed it. Or fix the imperfections, and then you move on. But they are so. Yeah, like, that's the, a good point. Yeah. The line yeah. work is perfect, and. A lot of the theories that I read claimed that these were UFOs or time travelers who were leaving a mark that was different enough to let them know, hey, we've been here before. Let's move on. Whoa. But I don't think that's the case. I oh, think, that's a cool one. Whoa, I've never heard that. I like that, I actually. think that whether they are UFOs or whether they are time travelers, I do think that this is a – like maybe this is some form of language similar to the, the language that the aliens used in Arrival. Oh. I think that there are – Every circle, every line, all of those things mean something different. And I feel like someone's trying to communicate with us. And there's a website you can go on where you can see all of the crop circles from uh, every year. It's an archive of, like, photos snapped of specific crop circles. Why this database exists and no one's talking about it or no scientists are observing, There, like, there's someone out there who's like, shut up, don't talk about it. Yeah, these are going to exist, and no one's going to know. Yeah, like Mandela effect. It. Someone's trying to talk to us. That's the bottom line. I I, I truly believe that. They I think are, that one hundred percent. Yeah, it seems to be communication, in my opinion. I mean, like some of these are so complex, it's crazy. And if you think about the one that like seems to represent pie, then like okay, we know pie very well, so that one's easy for us I to see. You know, we could we could trip up on that one pretty easy. But what about some of the other ones that just seem like elaborate pictures? You know, what I guess the knowledge that it takes to decrypt those or decode those, you know, our everyday dude, you know, Hybro maybe just doesn't have that knowledge. But maybe there are some super smart scientists out there who knows what all this shit means. Right. I mean, are are they scientists? Decryptologists. Or are they the government? Is hmm. this a government? Yeah, I would imagine some mathematicians, I mean, some high-level math dudes would be the ones, you know, picking this stuff apart right and and and, you know i think and johnny sort of touched on it years ago before tech pre-technology pre-google maps all that sure i think people might be bored especially considering a lot of them happened in england i think people had the crops they found it uh entertaining you call english people bored i no i'm (laughs) not a lot of spare potato crap (laughs) english people had nothing to do with what you're saying i just think well Crops were more uh, – they existed more in England, whereas in the States, like, a lot of farming happened commercially. And in England, like, they – you know, farming is still independent there. I do believe that there are a lot of farms that are run independently and not commercially. And I think that the crops oh. are are larger. They're more um, – they're closer to roads, and there are so many more there in the United Kingdom, that they're more accessible. And I think they were even more accessible back in between the 70s and the early 2000s when crop circles blew up. And, but now I just don't think, like, why would crop circles still exist? You're trying to tell me that someone is getting off their couch and going to work hours on creating this perfect design <laughs> that no yeah. one is going to give a flying fuck about. No one cares anymore. Yeah. There's like crazier things out there that people will actually give a shit about. Why would anybody want to know about crops? Right. 
crop circles. Yes. Crop I circles. guess if you if you are one of those powerhouse surveyor guys and you just want to flex, hmm. I guess that's a good way to do it. Flex on Chicago. But I like cool the idea of time travelers bouncing Me around. Too. Even if it's yeah. not time travelers, just to say time travelers or just long distance travelers, you know, from out of our area. Like it, it would make sense, like if they're leaving a marker, okay, it should be something elaborate. And then it should be in a recognizable place. And from what I understand, um, you know, Europe, England, and whatnot is near what they would describe as the center of the globe. Yeah. On the, the map, on the meridians or whatever. Yeah. So if you're like planet hopping, you know, it, it, I would imagine that there should be one, you know, place that you can mark on every planet that would relate. So, okay, let's go to the center of that planet, the energetic center of the planet. Boom, we'll mark it there if we've been there. Yeah, makes sense to me. I, here's where I would, dis- I would disagree with you, Taylor, is that if it was a meteorite, possibly. If it was a volcano, possibly. You know, something that would, would last for millions and millions of years, sure. But crop circles are going to change. It's like your haircut, mm. you know? I would say... That's a very, very it, good point, Johnny. It would, ha- it would have to be... I, I would yeah, agree with good. you only until you say long-distance travelers. Maybe time travelers, because you could say, all right, today is April 20th, 420. April 20th, you know, on 2018... I'm going to go yeah. to that place in England, in Scotland, and that's where the crop circle is. But if okay. someone's traveling from Mars— What about this? Okay. What about—so any of these people traveling that kind of distance, mm-hmm. we would assume that they have to make that travel in an extreme, extremely fast amount of time. It's true. Maybe instantaneously. That's true. So maybe they're, maybe they're able to travel so fast that when— like, they're going so far in distances so fast that I guess we would have to say— that they are, like, teleporting or time-traveling or whatever. Yeah, it would it's like have instantaneously to be. here, instantaneously there. It's like a flash through all these different places like instantly. Yeah. Well, I'm still stuck on yeah, the just fact. Like, hitting all these places. <laughs> what was so, that? You know, faster than, I guess, the <laughs> grass like grows. Cartoon, like, someone get put in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck on the fact <laughs> that, <laughs> that it you know, you you mentioned like permanence, and I and and I'm stuck on on the concept yeah. of of permanence, and you know why if these are time travelers trying to communicate, if these are aliens trying to communicate or leave a mark, if you're really that particular about leaving a mark and saying, hey, here's my stamp, I've been here, guys, crops grow back. Yeah, it's like hey, like I if I that. step in wet grass, when that grass, the dew comes off the grass. Mm-hmm. That footprint's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, right. when, when you walk on sand, the wind's going to blow the sand right back over when that's the, the when the tide comes in, or the water's going to wash yeah. it. The wind whatever pulls it be. the waves. Well, I mean, the world is a big place, but you know, over the span of time, you know, if they keep sending these messages, and if they were permanent, eventually they would all just run together, and you wouldn't be able to to decipher any of right. it. It would just be one symbol on top of another, running over another. You know. So maybe that's good. Maybe it's like, okay, yeah, maybe it is only for a, a moment in time, like long enough for us to see it and take a picture or whatever. Right. But then even from an artist's perspective, know. like artists are so proud. They, they, they create something and then you put it in a museum yeah. or you put it in a gallery or you save it for yourself or you sell it. <laughs> if an artist commits so much time Maybe this is like effort, that Wu-Tang album, <laughs> that <laughs> unreleased Wu-Tang album. That they sold to <laughs> Martin Shkreli. The pharma yeah. douchebag. The album that will never be heard. But yeah. I heard he was actually trying to uh, release it. Yeah, he can't do it from like prison. It. <laughs> I mean, 
Sure, he could. Somebody, somebody could get their hands on it. Then I guess if he's in prison, so to, uh, to, somewhere. Are you saying that all this comes back to the Wu Tang Clan? <laughs> yeah, it's the Wu Tang. And when they unleash this album, then we're all going to know what the hell's going on with crop circles. Uh, uh, funny little aside here. Doing my research on on the YouTubes, and uh, I came across a pretty cool little uh, coincidence. So we're, we're filming this show today on. Uh, April 20th, 420, what, what? And it just so happens that on this day, there is a British, I believe British, uh, hip-hop MC dropping an album today, and that album is called Crop Circles, y'all. What? That's weird. Yep. Mandela action on that ass. That's a Mandela effect action. Like, this is... All right, this this is happening too often now. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's happening just in the amount of time. Just let us know that we're having an effect. <laughs> the amount on the that they time. want it to happen. Yeah, <laughs> we're being watched, guys. <laughs> Dude, they're watching us. I just there's something about you know talking about. Uh, I think Mary. Big Bigfoot is the <laughs> Bigfoot's the only exception so far. But I think talking about the the Mandela effect specifically, and then exorcisms as well. You said specifically. Specifically, okay. Making sure uh, there are in, there are scientists that are that are digging. There aren't many, but there are scientists digging into the existence of Bigfoot and the science behind that. And I get that. But with the Mandela effect, with crop circles, and uh, and with exorcisms, they're 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 just sort of left alone. Mm-hmm. And and with crop circles, it it really bothers me that this is happening, and these crops that we rely on as people or one day will rely on with things changing in our climate, in our world, they're just being left alone and no one's actually coming after these people for damaging these crops. Yeah. And why are, why are, yeah, I wonder if they, they did have to pay some uh, reparations or if they had, they should, you know, right. Get a ticket or something. I mean, then again, it, 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 like this 11 year old kid who created a rebel Alliance emblem in California last year, I'm sure he had permission, but if an 11-year-old can create a crop circle, now I couldn't find information on how long it take him, took him to make this. But like, there's yeah, too much. There's was Rebel Alliance. That's a really shitty Rebel Alliance badge. <laughs> there's just too much at play here, and like the Mandela effect, I think there's something. And I'm not trying to, you know, create conspiracy theories on this podcast, but that's sort of what this is about. Like we look into the hypotheticals of like, what if there is someone or something who's trying to keep these these crop circles hush hush, leading all the way back to these pranksters that the government trained Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley. Like this is how you make it, guys, in the, the most simplest <laughs> way. And you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna pay you X amount of dollars. You're gonna keep your mouth shut. And you're going to go in front of these reporters and researchers, and you're going to say, it was us this whole time. We're a bunch of jokesters. We're funny guys. And you're going to make a crop circle in front of them no matter how long <laughs> it fucking takes. Wow. Like, what if that's the case? Yeah. It's believable. I, I buy it. I could buy I that. I could buy it. And I would I would do that. If the government came and say, hey, here's 50 grand. Let's just throw that number out there. Hey, go out and make this crop circle, whatever. They told me how to do it. Right. I would do it. Yeah. If, like, the government told me to make Sharknado 9... I'd be like, I don't know about my career. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about like, it. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. Taylor wants to. Yeah. You know what? I'll do it. <laughs> and I mean, give me six through eight first. <laughs> is, is I it, get those. 
what, 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 we'll just keep it. Just go from five to nine. So what if uh, what if it's not only aliens doing crop circles? What if it's aliens and our own government doing these crop circles, and they're like call and response? Oh, it's like that's you know, how like, they communicate. We put one down. It says something. They respond. How are you? Good. You? How's your wife? Good. Family good? They're, they're just conversations. The larger, they, larger the crop circles, the louder they are. So it's just our <laughs> government being like, hey! <laughs> and the aliens be like, what's up? <laughs> Why are you yelling? <laughs> well, yeah, wait, wait. Uh, I'm going to... No, I had this cool thought. What if... Okay. What if... See, all these... All, a lot of the crop circles tend to happen around um, ancient European me- megalithic sites. Right. Like Stonehenge and a lot of the sites that are like Stonehenge in Europe. What if back at the time of Stonehenge or even before that or something, uh, crop circles rose up? You know, they, they see some crop circles or whatever. And in response to that, they try to make some crop circles, but they're like, fuck, uh, like you guys said, these, it doesn't last. So they build uh, Stonehenge. Obviously, it's going to last. It lasts. And it's some kind of a message, and it gets received. And the response, possibly, from that message being received could be crop circles that we're getting around these times or in the past 20, 30 years. And it could be the distance between us and whoever's received slash sent the message. Hmm. The distance could be so great that that represents the difference in time between now and and like Stonehenge, creation. because t- well, interest that is an interesting idea because you know, l- uh, you know, the fastest thing in the known universe is light traveling, and it technically would take what is it like eight minutes between light to go from the sun to us? That's only in our solar system. So yeah, technically, for the information via yeah. light to go from the cross circle to that is a long time. Um, right. Well, there's there's yeah, like how many light years is Mars? I mean, that's a shit ton of light years, isn't it? To Mars. Yeah, Not, I don't think it takes a year for light to get to Mars. It may be like a light minute. <laughs> a light year, Taylor, is how long it takes a light. light it takes a light year is how long it takes light to go from point A to point two or point A to a, in a year. A, a, yeah, a year. Point A to point yeah, two in a year. So uh, Mars is like way right. in that. Like in anything in our solar system, it takes like a couple minutes to like thirty minutes to, for light to get to. Like our our sun, third rock from the sun, Earth, only takes eight minutes for light to get from it to us. But there are some stars out there that we have that are dead that we still see as stars because light hasn't gotten to us yet. So I don't. So right. I I don't know. I I think it's interesting. I also think I also think it's fascinating because along the way of, of these crop circles, hypothetically. If these aliens are making them or communicating, communicating back and forth. I think it's interesting because there could be all these kids, let's say like Doug and Dave, like from back earlier, who are making a crop circle. Remember that kid who's making the uh, the the uh, Rebel Alliance? Yeah. And to these aliens, that yeah. doesn't mean their language. That might mean something like a swear word in their language. And they're like, what the <laughs> fuck, Earth? Are you trying to say aliens haven't seen Star Wars? <laughs> the, like you, the rebels are attacking. <laughs> you, you know yeah. those motherfuckers are in space looking no. down, being like, hey, man, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> Randy, come over here and look out the window. Look at this. Look at this. He's like, oh, shit, that's a rebel alliance symbol? <laughs> we got to watch the movie. Like, yeah, hey, should we, should we, should we flash lights back and make the, uh, make the Empire yeah. Symbol back. Do Morse code. Yeah. Now they're seeing all these Americans <laughs> this kid making. Would love it. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's gonna die for it. I don't know. I just know a lot of if if, if we're communicating with aliens on a different like uh, just via crop circles. There's somebody out there making crop circles that are not in the right dialect. These aliens are picking up or putting down. 
Yeah. They're just like, these are random ass shapes. These people are high <laughs> as hell. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't really do, I, I couldn't add this in my research, but there's also a very faith driven, uh, I'm sure, reasoning behind these. So there is a, a woodcut pamphlet that has existed for, for a long time. Uh, there's no year on it. It just exists, or no, 1678. So it's a, it's a woodcut. Uh, it was just super weird. And the woodcut illustrates in folklore uh, a mowing devil, which in English, uh, mm. which the, the folklore ah. is, is that an English farmer told a worker with he uh, a guy who he was feuding with, who he's pissed off at, he said that he would rather pay the I'd rather pay the damn devil himself to cut my to cut my crops. And <laughs> what happened was that his demand became a reality. And so in this wood pamphlet, there's actually uh, a, a representation of Satan himself with horns and a tail holding a scythe cutting these crops. But he's a bob? Wait, but he's only but he's, a bob. he's only cutting like crops. He's half-assing these crops, just to be a dick is what you're saying. Right. So, no, they're, they're, they're saying that this farmer— <laughs> And he had a lawnmower, which is even more impressive. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. <laughs> they're saying this one farmer— What, is he doing it with a Sith or whatever? What do they call those? Like, is he, the, the is he, is he siphoning water? Scythe? <laughs> 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 is it the yeah, devil or Grim Reaper? Because I'm really the, confused. It's the scythe, and they're, and they're saying basically in folklore that this farmer made— by saying those words, saying that I'd rather have the devil himself cut my grass— that happened, and so these crop circles are essentially him. The, it's the devil. Hmm. Well, you're saying Dave and Doug are the devil. What? You're saying Dave and Doug, the crop circle assholes, are the devil. I mean, I'm saying maybe, <laughs> maybe they're an incarnate of the devil. Interesting. A reincarnation that the government said, "Hey, make these crop circles." Interesting. Well, no, I'm just saying that they might be, you know, the devil might have possessed these guys. Sure. And they made crop circles. I could see that. I, I definitely could see the devil being an asshole as he is, or it is, and only half-assing cutting this lawn. Be like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm only going to take my, my scythe and cut these weird-ass shapes in your lawn, you know? <laughs> yeah. But but wouldn't he want to make the most glorious cut job that you've ever seen? Like a whole bunch of pentagrams Because he's trying to, to coax you onto his side and be like, damn, this guy's not so bad. He, he, he's he cuts an artist. Really good. He cuts <laughs> these bad-ass shapes in the crops. I like this yeah. guy. I don't know. The, the, I don't your friend the neighborhood is. devil. He's a pretty cool guy. guy. <laughs> but if he's half-assing your, your crop job, I'd be like, I'm obviously not siding with the devil again. My crop job. <laughs> not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> half-assing the crop job. But it is like, it's so... It's <laughs> nah, so that that, that kind of, that jives with the, uh, obviously the ancient alien idea that, you know, any time in the past and even... You know, any time in the past that people would see something paranormal, you know, extraterrestrials would fall into that category, you know, they would deem it religious, a religious experience. Of course, of course. And right. in this day and age, we take all those same experiences and we deem it science fiction. Yeah. We, we have the ability you know? to technically not just deem it religion. I'm not saying people don't, but back then what you're saying is that when you, the first thing you see something, the easiest thing to relate it to is your own religion or something that was religion-based. Well, it's safe. But the thing Yeah, that, let's say you see something come down from the heavens or whatnot. You see a flying saucer yeah. or whatever. It's got to be religion. It comes out yeah. and it, you have interaction with it. Just like the Native Americans, you'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a fucking alien. Oh, God. <laughs> and it is an alien. Or you'd be like, that's God or whatever. You know, like, that's, that's God. Yeah. You know, right. Whatever you worship, but it's, it's just an alien. Well, know? if if it's there was, it's just a, a flesh and blood thing. 
if there was indeed a UFO that landed, I, I honestly believe that a large percentage of people would say, this is the day of rapture. It's got it, yeah. That is like, like Jesus has returned. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way that things are. But what makes this whole folklore thing so interesting is that it's all, you know, Jesus reincarnated. Like, that's a whole thing that is a discussion and has been a discussion for a long time, like a day of his return. But the interesting thing about this folklore is that it's actually the devil making these crop circles based on <laughs> based on folklore. And that's what's so interesting to me is that it's not like an angel who's trying to prove that art is a beautiful, subjective thing. It's the devil himself making these crop circles for... You know, maybe it's like it's like uh, you know people in jail. They have to do community work. Yeah, and like the devil sends up people from hell. That's so funny. And they're like, all right, you got to make another crop today. And it's like, ah, oh, damn, damn it. it, sixty hours of community service. <laughs> damn it's it, so hot out there. Come on, Satan, you're kind of being Don't a dick. Get rations and water. <laughs> you got me a dick. It's hilarious. But, Listen, this, this is one thing. But, but if you keep your eyes open, boys, we can get more rocks for Randy. And his little chess pieces. <laughs> you can relate that easily. A lot of people uh, in, in any religious circle can relate um, aliens to the devil. I think we can agree on that. Is that anything extraterrestrial is the devil. Right, unless um, you're a Scientologist. Sure. Yeah. I don't know yeah, about yeah, the it, devil, but I— No, I, in the movie Paul, I, I talk about— what? No. What? It could, be, it could be the good side or the bad side. I don't know. It doesn't I, have to be the devil. I feel like on a lot of uh, anything alien in my in my mind, I guess would you could be like it's alien. It's not of this earth, so it could be extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial, not of this earth. Right, it could be whatever people are calling religious figures, I don't know, angels, I, whatever. I think a demons. lot of the time when either way when people can't quantify something in, in this day and age, it's easier to say it's something negative than something positive. Well, if it's not destructive, like if it's like the Close Encounters aliens where they're communicating through music. Yeah. They're like, can they come down and communicate to like Sean Kingston songs? Or... Tight. <laughs> I think like... it would communicate via Horse the Band. A forward-thinking <laughs> group of musicians. They it'd just be... play Rush? Yeah. Alright, so... Yeah, probably. No, it'd be something complicated. It'd be Meshuggah or something. It, it would Something definitely super complicated, or like even maybe maybe not metal, but still complicated. It'd be like Mars Volta. Oh yeah, so you'd totally be like. I guess it depends Mars on Volta. the age of the alien at that point. Yeah, <laughs> the age of the alien is. So there is like, this one crop circle that the I came Dave across. Matthews right? band. So <laughs> this one crop circle is. <laughs> it's basically a picture of like a typical gray alien, and he's like in the shadows, and it's like a big portrait of it. Looks really cool. And, like, the bottom right side of it is this disc shape. And the disc has little blocks that, you know, in the design. Like, tiny little blocks. A bunch of them. Like, as if it were a record or something. And, apparently, on that disc, it has been decoded that it says, Beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises. Much pain, but still time. There is good out there. We oppose deception, conduit closing. That's weird. What? Could be a pretty badass message. It was 2002 crop circle. The alien looks like your typical gray alien, and it's like a very stylized picture. It's kind of weird how mm. stylish it is. Like, the aliens is green, it's pretty trendy. It's, it, and the, yeah. the way the message is written out, man, it's like in this like coded, you know, uh, coded shit looks crazy 
like very detailed and it seems like it would be hard to do this right. message. Yeah, well, it's very it sounds very military as well, like very strategic and and and, and the way those yeah, words very flow simple together. words like yeah. here's the pl- most plain Jane we can give it to you. Exactly. And it's it's just it, this whole topic is so crazy because the further we get into what is the future, which that is what it is, the more astronauts are coming out and they're saying like listen, aliens like in whatever capacity yeah. they exist like you know astronauts are coming out and they're saying yeah like we saw shit yeah we did and like life the movie life with like the alien that's in the no i, I mean you're kind of pushing it saying like you're seeing you're uh, i believe that movie stars martin lawrence and eddie murphy i haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> that's if it is that's tight it's a shit <laughs> I, I haven't heard of this you're saying you're saying astronauts have come out and said yo i've seen some shit Yes, they are, and more. I've seen some shit. A lot, a lot of them. I think N- not like, real shit, like out of the out of the airlock, like actual crazy stuff. Yes, not like physical shit, hmm. like aliens. I wouldn't doubt well, it. Well, you want to hear something crazy? Hell yeah! Uh, Mars is twelve point five light minutes away. Told you it wasn't light. You so, dumbass. Factoid. <laughs> light minutes. Well, that is that is a fraction of a light year. So yeah, how many light years? Uh. One it fr- is uh, some it has some relation to a light year. Point zero zero yeah, well yeah. Divide it by that's the measurement of the measurement of of, of, of time. Side sidebar, I how I many now, minutes are in a year? Oh, a lot. A lot. I, I don't have a computer. You look, look it up to figure it out. I'm gonna say minutes in a year. Well, if there's sixty minutes in an hour and uh twelve hours in a day, I I'm, I'm gonna say five billion. Five hundred 52,000 minutes. <laughs> Damn it. I was so off. Five billion. Man, that seems so small. It does actually seem small. That's crazy. But like talking about light yeah. minutes though, I'm I, I, I like sidebar, I, I kind of am envisioning a Fast and the Furious movie in space. And I kind of want to at one point what? to Vin Diesel say, you want to race? <laughs> you, want, you want to an alien? My to car goes zero to five light minutes in thirty-two seconds, and this alien's like, <laughs> and it's like just gone. I'm not saying he's racing the alien. I'm saying he's probably racing the rock. He's like, we're gonna get even. Oh, in you, the, me, in, zero to five five light minutes in sixty seconds. They're measuring their their cars via light speed. Yeah, or we can do a new Nicolas Cage picture, gone in fifty light minutes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We got to steal sixty spaceships. <laughs> didn't from planet Urethra. Didn't um. Oh my gosh, the guy from Tesla. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't he planet Urethra? <laughs> Did you just say that? That's the first thing that came to my head. Oh, that's pretty great. Some guy. What's his name? Everyone knows his name. I can't believe I forgot his name. <laughs> T- Tesla dude. Tesla. Uh, uh, oh my gosh. Elon Musk. Nikolai Tesla. He put his yeah. He put his car, <laughs> yeah. Nikola Tesla he created the Tesla coil. Put his car in space recently. No, um, Elon Musk. And, and he's already started the race. He's like, yo, yo, rock, yo, Vin Diesel. What do you mean? Put it in space me. though? Like on a rocket? He just like took a car to space? Or did he? Yeah. He, launched he like lifted it into space. He yeah, launched. He put, it he put the space. car into space and went vroom vroom in his little Tesla vehicle. But there is a Tesla in space right now. Is it still there? Yeah. Tight. I'm still confused. Hey, Richard Branson, I'll race your fucking ship with my fucking Tesla. (laughs) So he made his car able to get to space, or he just took a car to space? I think he he took it. He strapped it and launched it. He just took a car to space? Yeah, which I think per pound. They've taken so much weird things to space. Like, they've taken golf clubs to space, taken animals, taken food. Wow, you took a car to space. The new U2 record. (laughs) 
But per pound, <laughs> it's like so many hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to, call, to haul stuff from Earth to space. And he took a whole car, half a ton or whatever. That would That's a lot of freaking money he's wasted. I mean, so he did it to show how light this car is. Yeah, that's some great brand marketing. Little right there. did he know gravity existed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that car is gonna be fucked up. That's when to it comes show back. the airbags work. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most fortified frame of any car. That, if it if it landed and it was like not completely demolished, <laughs> I'd buy that car because that's definitely the safest car in the damn universe. Yeah, that would be like like buying a piece of underwear. From the set of Titanic, you're like, yeah. all right, this Tesla was in space. They're so gonna be like, yeah, the fuck right, Johnny. Yeah, this car went to space. You're like, no, it absolutely <laughs> went to space. Um, our resident car guy has something to say about cars. <laughs> our resident Johnny, our neighborhood car guy, our obviously not neighborhood car guy. It'd be kind of cool if you could bring a car to space, bring it back. That would be like mad props. Like, oh, my Volkswagen goes or my Golf goes zero to sixty and like never. Oh, dude, my BMW went to space. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this would happen in the I don't movie. Know. I don't know if I'd take. I don't know. I don't know if that'd be the first thing I take to space. You know who oh, would do this be. though? If 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 the movie Blank Check was made right now, <laughs> that kid would be like, "I'm gonna write a check. You put me in a Tesla and you shoot me into space. And if Rocket you say man. no, I will be a take montage my montage <laughs> of him in space. Like, how, how is that yes! not in the montage already? Come on, Preston Waters, get your priorities straight. What would you bring? What would you bring to space first, Taylor? If you had the option, the ability. Well, that's sort of the thing. Like, it would matter. Like, I don't know if I'd. Why would I? I don't want to take any just random things. Well, would you? on my cruise up to space? You know, like if I was going to Mars, yeah, I'd probably mm. bring a pretty, pretty awesome rover. Though I don't know if I'd bring a car. But I'd bring something specially made for Mars. I'd bring some Glorp gum. But if I was going on an extended trip, I would Shout need. Out. A guitar, for sure. Hell yeah. I'd want some... Taylor like, just shredding in space. <laughs> Taylor's like, oh, fuck yeah, first guitar solo in space! Yeah, like, aliens just, like, appear. <laughs> like, from Rick and Morty, all the heads are like, show me what you got. They all just, like, surround Taylor, like, oh my god, this guy is the future of... <laughs> I like what you got. Show, and how about you, Taylor, uh, Nick, what would you bring I mean, to space? I'll, I'll raise up my posterior. <laughs> raise up posterior. Nick, what would you bring to space? Uh... What would I bring to space? You're, you you have an object to bring to space. Bulk <sighs> item. A bulk item. One item that does it's bigger than your pocket. If it fits <laughs> in your pocket, you can take it no matter what. I that's it's bigger than bigger. Okay. okay. I would probably yeah. I'd probably bring like the most vicious animal in the world. I'd probably bring like a cheetah Ooh. or a lion, because when we get to, to space, there's going to be gravity no. or no gravity. Yeah. And that shit's gonna be floating around, and you're gonna be like watching, like, like real confused. It's gonna be, gonna be so like, pissed, like it wants to kill you. It's like ah, fuck, Nick, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that would be awesome, like a shark. Oh, if I could bring a shark into space, I oh, I'd live my dream. Yeah, it's gonna be like a pug swimming. Die, <laughs> help, help, help. Life of Pi on a <laughs> on a Elon would, Musk. I rocket. would bring like the longest selfie stick, take a huge selfie with like the Earth, like some kind of awesome camera, document that shit, and show it to all flat Earthers. Really? That's what you'd bring, Johnny? I'm a camera guy. What can that I say? That wouldn't prove shit. No, it wouldn't, they would literally, they gotta, would look at you. You'd have to take a 3D camera, though. Yeah, you'd I, have to take a 360 camera. I would do a, a video. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, it you'd have matter. to take a 3D camera, or else you'd just be taking a, a picture. Of a flat Earth. <laughs> another 2D picture. We got plenty of 2D No, you, pictures, no, you can see curvature. It's uh, Can you? Can you see curvature, Johnny? Dude, I can see curvature. I yes. don't believe you can. 
I also don't like, believe you can. Like, what if the moment that you see it, it's, like, fully lit from your side? And then it's just dark. Boom. Yeah. Huh? And it's just dark. Well, the, the idea and, is that... Is it and you just happen to not that, see your well, own shadow. No, but the thing is that all all the continents fit on one side of the disc, you know? And, you know, and there's an ice wall. So if I could see only America, only right. South America, and then, like, part of Europe, then you couldn't see Russia or Japan or anything, that would disprove flat earth theory because like you'd have to have all the continents on one side of the plate i think flat earth theory is disproved anyway apparently not says the internet <laughs> recently no it's it's it is not disproven that it is a theory Uh-oh. it's it is definitely a theory <laughs> that people have out there no i know people who had that idea the ice wall and all that stuff and it all it, it, what i'm saying is i would bring a selfie camera to space no one asked me, but I would. <laughs> I would, you, you know, I, and this is such an interesting, like bringing it back to the topic of crop circles, I think the idea of crop circles and aliens coming to Earth and touching down, I kind of believe it's a win for flat earthers. Huh. I, like, I think that flat earthers, yeah? if they chose to do it, which they'd sound even more fucking crazy, if they were like, nah, but when aliens land on Earth and make crop circles, it proves that the Earth is flat. Huh. It's flat as a paper plate. Not the paper plate with curves. A paper plate <laughs> without curves. It's just like a piece of cardboard. <laughs> it should be as flat as a piece of cardboard that hasn't been warped in travel. So why would they... That's a very good point. I've never seen a 3D crop circle. That's a very, <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really follow. Johnny? <laughs> I don't think you were supposed to. No, you weren't supposed to follow it, at all. That was over my head. <laughs> I, I hope that's over a lot of people's heads. If it's not, then you might need to uh, reconsider whether you're a flat earther. Or not. Yeah, exactly. I oh, just, man. I'm saying, like, if flat earthers really want to. I wonder if. Huh? I don't know, man. I'm I wonder glad if you're crop rejected. circles happen in places that are, like, not heavily populated, like in a third world country, like, let's say in the middle of a African savanna where there is grass or whatever. Wheat, whatever it is. I wonder if they happen out there. But we wouldn't know. And it's random place. Yeah, that's the, the crazy the part. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't know. Or the jungle or something, you know? There's no way. Like, I, we would only know. I mean, there are crops that exist that aren't in heavily populated areas. Uh, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. And even then, like, do we know how many crop circles are actually happening right now? Because there's no way. Like, yeah, how do you. Could how be do you one that happened right now. And. Right. How do you document a crop circle? What you just if? like Yeah. And the only ones that we're gonna find are ones that are roughly that scale. Right. What if there are some that are like the size of your hand? Or whatever, or even smaller. Like a Bigfoot imprint. You're never gonna find those. I mean, I would truly believe that the movie Honey I Shrunk the Kids exists. And I'd believe that those little fuckers <laughs> are running yeah. around making little miniature crop circles to try to say, Hey, don't step on me. I'm trying to live my life. <laughs> Someone shrunk me down, I'm pretty pissed off about what? it. <laughs> is it Men in Black one or two that has like the little alien guy that operates the human, you know, the full body? One, one. Uh, yep, the first movie. One. Yeah. Where he says the life. Uh, yeah, so uh, something relies that, on that, that little guy's size. You know, he. I don't know. He'd be making little crop circles. 100%. What if? Okay, so here's another theory. What if it's like the movie ET, and there's an alien that crash landed on this planet. Let's say Roswell. Okay, mm-hmm. and the body that was removed Roswell. was was a decoy to tell people to calm down. Don't worry. There's not an alien among us. You're going to be okay. It was all a decoy. This alien ship crashes. This alien gets away. And all these crop circles are basically alien-human hybrids 
because this alien obviously like so, probably met someone who he he or she fell in love with. Made yeah, because it's clear that if yeah. it was a female alien, it would have got laid. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Call it back. <laughs> call it back to David Huggins, and <laughs> and they've sort of made this. He like, fathered a lot of children apparently who have crop circle skills. Exactly. Oh like my gosh! Trained. What if his offspring were the, the crop circle assholes that made this? Like his I, offs- I, That's a stretch. But I'm just trying to. Say, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm trying to say that. Like, what if there is an alien society who's hyper intelligent, who has found a way to live, or is being protected by the government? Well, they wouldn't be protected by the government. They would be hunted, and they're trying to get home. And these crop circles are a way to communicate and say, uh, "Hey, we're here," or "Hey." We're going to give you information of how Earth's doing. Like, yeah, they're kind of fucking up. And the aliens are like <laughs> yeah. documenting and being like, cool, keep staying on Earth. It's like it's like Third Rock from the Sun, mm-hmm. the show. Oh. <laughs> right. Where they, That's like, how they're, they're giving the responses back. Right. That they're voluntary. I mean, maybe they're not voluntarily there. Maybe one alien crash landed. Or maybe he did voluntarily come here and his ship, in when entering Earth's atmosphere, it became too much and he crashed. And couldn't land because they weren't prepared right. for our ozone. Crash landing. Right. Typical. I, hmm. It's crazy, okay? I get it. I understand. Hmm. You don't have to tell me that it uh, makes sense. It's a little weird to me that, hypothetically, if there are so many... It's believed that there are more stars in the known universe um, than there are grains of sand in any ocean, in any beach, combined. That's that's a belief system that... Um, it was crazy to me is that if there are so many uh, of these different planets, different stars, as aliens, why would they give a fuck about us? Why wouldn't they give a fuck? Because we're, we're stupid humans. We don't like. We, but to them, though, are we, we are seeking them out so hard? Like we want to find them so bad. Why would they not feel the same way? Uh, right. Because because in my mind, if they're so uh, okay, if this alien intelligence is at our intelligence level, sure. But at a certain point, like the, the things from from arrival, they wouldn't care because their intelligence is so higher than us. They would just either conquer us, uh, they'd probe us once, and then figure out, well, these guys are stupid, and then they just say, all right, we're gonna kill you, take your planet because it's awesome, it's in the, in the Goldilocks zone, or they just leave us. Like, there's no point to like. To communicate with us because what are they going to gain? All these humans are slowly gaining. Oh, oh, now one got a, a car to space. That's pretty cool. They won't give a shit. What if it's one thing though? And that's how, like, know. in arrival, they were waiting. They they knew that they needed. They did help. They, they did needed help. They from needed the help. humans on yeah, Earth. Sure. What if there's one thing that they're waiting on that we can create that will help them? And then if they just wipe us from the planet from our own planet, that it wouldn't be beneficial to them. So these crop circles are basically communications back to their planet, their ship, whatever. Mm. Uh, they're almost like holding our interests. Yeah, exactly. And they're just not getting spotted doing yeah, so it. What, so think uh, like in the Bigfoot conversation, how the thought could be way back when we were Neander- there were Neanderthals yep, here, yep. aliens came, spliced the DNA, boom, yep. created us. So we're already a hybrid, right? Yeah, what if that. the thought is, like, they need something, like, they continually need the DNA from us, but for some reason they can't really get it from Neanderthal or whatever we're spliced with, so they have to get it from some watered-down version, which would be us. So what if they just, we have some certain genes in us that they just do not have, like, they can't have, and or maybe it's, They're it's making slaves they evolved out, out, like, certain genes that would be beneficial to them still. So they come back to our little pool, our little petri dish, and they grab some. 
Hmm. It could be that. To keep coming back. Or it could yeah. be something as simple as like our atmosphere, like how we're breathing, how we're functioning. Like if we get too much of a certain chemical, chemical, we'll die. That will, yeah, we'll die. No, that's a really valid point. I, you know, th- besides like plants, or I guess your moons and stuff like Titan, or there's some crazy, you know, name. I don't remember. It's like XLR X, whatever. Plants that are similar to Earth and like glow to the zone with oxygen and and um, water and organic life forms that are so small, it would seem plausible that we would be a candidate for interest because it, our our planet, our situation is so rare. Right. That would make sense. I also still come back to the point that if I was an alien, all I could think, I can either think an, uh, another, an alien is like a, like a single cell life form or is some technological genius. And in that case, why would they give a shit? What if they're waiting until we figure out interdimensional I mean, think about, travel? Think about bar- botanist uh, Mark Watley. Like, if he was on Mars <laughs> and he just oh. stumbled upon any life of any kind, he would be freaking the fuck out. Right. Well, that like, uh, that's like that's the thing. Like, if, if these crops— Not even were, intelligent life, just life. Yeah, we would you know, because we haven't human, found it. And we've saying. never found any other life, but, but I maybe think, these other creatures have. But I, I, just that general thought, you'd be excited as fuck. It's more life. You would you would totally be excited, but interest. also I think we as a as a race as a people have sort of this like bloodthirst that if we found something because we have like film and television giving us this idea of like aliens are evil Drip and they're gonna wipe us. us. If we made contact, like say these aliens are in fact using inter, uh, uh, crop circles to communicate back, what if they're here to communicate and say they've just cracked the code to inter- interdimensional travel, guys? We're fucked. Figure something out now, because if we do crack the code of interdimensional inter- interdimensional travel and we get to them, we will probably wipe whatever we find out. We'll out try of, to out of fear. We'll try to yeah. out of out of like fear. Independence Day. Try to exactly. It's like first reaction. Oh, shoot it, kill it. Then we'll figure it out. That's yep. the way. It's <laughs> yeah. once shoot, it's dead. Shoot first. Ask questions later. That's yeah. the way humans work. Yeah. And I think like. You know the movie Independence Day for John, thanks Johnny for bringing that up. Sure, great film. No problem, Nick. Uh, if if we did conquer interdimensional travel, mm-hmm. the way the aliens came to Earth is the way that we would come to their planet. I truly believe that. You mean through the same wormhole, or not the wormhole? Just the way that it was executed. Like I truly believe, or like Mars Attacks, that great Jack Black picture. Yeah, I do believe that we would <laughs> we would conquer. Their world, like they conquered us in that movie, or tried to, hmm. that we would use force and violence to try to figure something out that we don't have the answer. They didn't to. do that to us. You're saying we would do it in similar. Independence Day. They okay. They fucked us up, and in Mars Attacks, it's the American also, way. Okay. Yeah. In my in my knowledge, um, I only I've only ever heard of aliens being more intelligent than we are. Right. That's all perception, though. Yeah. And like. Aliens could be looking at us if they exist. They could be looking at us saying the same exact thing. Like, these humans are so intelligent. <laughs> or actually, they wouldn't say humans. They'd say these aliens yeah. are so intelligent because we wouldn't be human to them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, we I, may have some some element that, you know, some knowledge that they just ha- have no concept of. 
but they have these concepts that we have no idea about. Yeah, I can see that because we're solving. Even when it comes to technology, they could be flying light years away, but then they could be missing some basic things that we may have. Who knows? No, that, that makes sense. Sometimes, you know, when you solve the puzzle, you leave out a couple pieces and you solve the grand the grand scheme of things. I definitely think along the way, we've lost some things. I, I can give you a couple examples of, of getting the right answer, but missing steps along the way. And they could have easily done that. We could We could solve that for them. However, I still go back to the same point. I, in my little pea brain of a, of a mind, I'm like, why would they give a fuck about us? And if they would, if they get, get cared enough about like, like talking to the government via via um, crop circles or contacting us or probing or drip feeding images, like you know, at a certain point, now it's like, oh, if they do exist, a great portion of the populace would already be like, oh, no shit. Like, right. But why do we care so much about them? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. even if they are smarter than us, it's like, well, you don't know what you don't know. They might have all the answers for us. We might have all the answers for them. We have no idea. So they're helping us advance in technology, essentially. Yeah, like if they're able to move forward, you know, and continue to evolve, we're able to continue to evolve. We must both be doing something right. So we both probably have plenty to learn from each other. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think and the bottom line is like the most I would imagine. the most frustrating thing about this hypothetical and about the idea of crop circles. And we there's a pattern that we're finding is that there just aren't answers. And I think we're going to right. Keep there's always evidence, that. but there's yeah. no there's there's no there's no clincher. There's evidence to a Never point. Never clincher. And then it just and then it just stops and we reach this halt. And even in my research, I reached a point where it was I just stopped finding information and it just didn't exist. And that to me is crazy. And like, I think the, the further we dig into the, the, you know, the future of this podcast and these episodes is there will be a pattern that we're going to start noticing that there are a lot of things that don't have answers that just exist. And why, why do they not have answers? Why do crop circles not have answers? Why do farmers not set up GoPros in their fucking fields and try yeah. to document <laughs> these these punk ass teenage quote unquote artists who are running in with <laughs> you know big boots, timberlands, crushing these corns and these crops and making these beautiful pieces of art. Like, why are we not? Why is there not footage of that on the internet? There's really not. Just that one case of Dave and Doug. Yeah, but that's like there. It wasn't really documented. Why is there not good hoax footage either? Like, right? At least make a fake video. You know. Of a flying saucer yeah. crushing some wheat. Exactly. That'd be cool. But it's too complex. Like you you need to use visual effects and you need to do all this crazy stuff. You couldn't build a I, I there was I think there's a guy in Georgia who actually built a, a functioning miniature. Or he tried to build a, a functioning flying saucer, but he couldn't figure out how to get it off the ground. That's so the now, biggest problem, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now he's just living in it. But like uh, <laughs> problem number one. <laughs> little... I mean, seen all the different fan, you know, related ones when it's just like you're just pushing air, like that. Okay, that's not a flying saucer. No, that's just a hover. Whatever. Plenty of people have different kinds of machines that do that. Yeah, it's a hovercraft. But it's just it's yeah. it's it's shocking. Whatever. To Been me. there, done that. It's old news. <laughs> people use hovercraft back in the SWAT force, Vietnam. <laughs> I just this blows me away. Yeah, you know, I th- I think what it shows is that uh, people are predisposed to to kind of they're they've got a belief built up in their mind. And they want to believe it, and they'll stick to it, unless there's some super, super, super duper hard, hard evidence right in front of their face that contradicts them, their own face, right? 
And I get that there are more pressing yeah. matters that we need to talk about, like things that actually affect our society and the people in it. And I understand that, and that's what people are fighting for right now. Like people are fighting for the things that directly affect our our safety and our society. And like aliens are not something that we should worry about. But seriously, though, like you know, there will always be things that we are going to fight in our society, and things that are very real and close to home. And that's that's like we have to level with that. And I get that. But they're also like we need to we need to multitask in in a sense like we have to be having these conversations because people are talking about things to a point where they don't know how to talk about them anymore because mm-hmm. they don't have information and they need to be talking about like why these things exist like we need to be more open to questioning things like if you don't believe in aliens you don't believe in Bigfoot you don't believe in ghosts like that's totally fine but like talking about it is super interesting and you're going to feel like you are getting somewhere mm-hmm. eventually. That but was deep, Nick. The, the fact that we're like not talking about <laughs> it is crazy. And like this podcast is fun and it's a good time and we're all goofing. It's we're a having good time. A, it's a great, it's a, just a great way to hang. Like we're broing out. Oh yeah. But we're talking about this stuff and whether you. Hi bro. Yeah. Hybrothetically. Hybrothetically speaking out. about these things. And I hope that the people that are listening are taking this and they're talking and creating conversation as well. Because I know like, some are. That's great. And I know some are as well, but I want people to not be afraid to talk about it. Like, yeah, sure, you'll sound a little crazy. <laughs> we sound a little crazy. <laughs> Hell yeah, we do. But we're normal people. <laughs> normal is, is also... I just want to be clear. I do not believe in the flat earth. Uh, I don't either. I don't either. cloudy back there. It did. I, I do not believe. I don't believe flat Earth. Earth. I also. <laughs> I think we both, Taylor, were under the gun. I think we so, might have had people believe that we were flat Earthers for a second. So I, I, I have a hypothetical, Taylor. <laughs> do you believe the crop circles definitively are aliens or hooligans? Uh, I, I yeah, I think the I really do think that a percentage of them could be aliens. Yeah, I do think that. Nick, how about you? Some kind of a communication with aliens, yeah. I mean, I definitely think I definitely want to give credit to people who can do crop circles. I mean, it's obvious that people can do some rudimentary crop circles and even some pretty crazy looking crop. This is crop dusting because crop circles. I don't know. Some of them are crazy. I mean, dude, to be honest, like Leonardo da Vinci statues blow my fucking mind. Like Hell yeah, paintings and shit at a time from back then. hundreds of years ago blow my mind. So. Mm-hmm. Like, on one hand, yeah, I really do think, because my eccentric, you know, crazy dude mind wants <laughs> something nah. crazy to happen, like you guys know. I want it to be alien so bad. Right. But yeah, I do believe that, but I don't want to discredit our human ability as artists, you know, to do crazy awesome stuff. But yeah, I'm going to side with aliens. <sighs> Nick, how about you? I, you know, I want to say both, but I'm going to preface it with this. I'm going to say I do believe it's both. I think it's I think it's both artists and I think it is some form. I don't think it's a fucking weather pattern. I don't think it's ali- or, or animals hyped up on opioids running in circles making shit. I don't think it's I, I highly doubt that one. I don't think yeah. it's like the the you know the magnetism of the fields of our earth. I do think that it's it it is something alien. I do honestly believe that. But if as a PSA if you are listening to this podcast or find this episode later and you listen to it and you're out there making crop circles, I want to ask you right now. I want you to fucking stop. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I want you to stop doing it and I want you to figure out. It's like it's like playing with a Ouija board. 
You put your hands on it. You're sitting around with five people, and there's that one fucking friend who puts their finger on it and moves it. <laughs> makes you second guess whether this shit's actually happening. Yeah, I want the people out there making crop and circles. That's no fun for no, anybody. It's not fun. And if people stop, like I get it, art is subjective and it's weird and like I understand the mystery of art and that you're in there messing crops up I get it but this is aliens like I understand but it's like the idea of a mockumentary it just should yes. not exist no it shouldn't because you're taking it away from people you're taking something it's away facts, yeah. that could be science it could be fascinating it could make life even more interesting than it already is clouding it Pick up a paintbrush, watch Bob Ross for five seconds, oh, I and I Bob want Ross. you to paint circles <laughs> on a fucking canvas and stop doing things in crops because you're taking it away from people who are trying to believe in something special. Nick needs a Snickers right now. I'm very, like, Nick writing all of this, I knew I'd get to this point, and I apologize. I need to calm down. I've had a lot of coffee today. I've had some water, three Nick. cups of coffee. I don't normally have coffee, but... I'm. If we do one more episode, we get we run around in circles, and it's very interesting that I say circles because we're talking about crop do, circles. Do, 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 do. I just want to stop running in circles. circles. And if people weren't trying to be artists, you know what? Go graffiti something. Go graffiti circles on a wall and prove to us you can draw a straight fucking yeah. line. I'm just man. And if you're gonna make a crop circle, start an Instagram page, take some pictures of it, post it, and tell us that you made it. Right. I don't want to be, I don't want mystery. No. If you made it, I want to know. Call it out. And that's like, know. and I get it. Like people are getting their rocks off going, oh yeah, look at this this crop circle archive. We made it, Billy. Billy, look, these guys believe that we actually, <laughs> that aliens did this shit. It's crazy. And I get that that must feel good. But you know what? If I went and threw my shoe on a fucking uh, telephone, pole? telephone pole line. I mean. And I said an honestly, eagle lifted in there. Who throws the shoe? <laughs> Who throws a shoe? Throws a shoe? Random task. Our job. I just it really, really hurts. <laughs> I just like I want, and it's the same thing that goes out. You know what? This PSA, like while I'm on this high horse, this whatever this this pedestal, uh, this soapbox, I'm gonna say like Bigfoot hoaxers too. Just stop, yeah. because if there were less of you out there doing that, stop it. People like me would believe, right? You'd stop having skeptics, and pe- it would become a conversation. But it's people out there who are who are who think it's funny, and think it's interesting to hoax stuff. You know what? Get a life, Man, grow we, up. We really railed. Quit Nick being up. a butthole. Cre- Get quit, a life, hoaxers. Quit, quit being a butthole. Wow. I, and you know what? Inspirational. I just, uh, I'm t- take a drink of water. <sighs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. Take a, a drink of water. Well, Nick, I'm glad I asked you that question. I really was expecting a shorter answer, but I'm glad you went on that spiel. You really. That felt good because I agree. In a lot of instances, whether it's aliens, exorcists, whatever the the topic is, if there weren't so many hoaxers, there would be more believers. If the proof was still there, if if there was still some proof or some evidence of these hypotheticals, there would be more believers. But the people who are hoaxers just make it all cloudy. Listen, you guys knew it was coming. I was going to get to that point. I mean, we've been doing this for over an hour now, and I've been keeping it together. (laughs) And you both knew (laughs) The volcano was going to erupt. This was going to erupt. <laughs> and it did. And I feel, I, I genuinely feel, feel better. Good, Nick. Oh, a little just, therapy I, there. It feels, it just feels good. And you know what? I hope that a listener <laughs> also feels good. Is a hoaxer. Oh, you want, yeah, you, you hope so. Someone's going to come out and be like, guys, I'm sorry. It was me this whole time. It, it changed their ways. It they changed just, their hoaxing ways. They just needed to. F- devilish hoaxers. <laughs> Devil mower. 
<laughs> the devil's trying to test me with his lawn mowing skills. <laughs> the devil tempt me. So Nick, you you I think it's half and half? Him away. And Taylor, you think it? Wait, Taylor, did you say that you thought it was aliens or people? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. I mean that there is at least one that is aliens. Yeah, I'm gonna say that there are at least some that are aliens. <laughs> okay, cool. So you guys are both half but, and half. Yeah, I just don't yeah. want to doubt the human creativity. You know, I, yeah. I want to give us some credit. Sure. We could probably make some of the best ones out there. Yeah, I I truly believe that. I want to yeah. believe so hard, man. I want to believe. I'm a, I'm a bro lever, if you will. Yeah, I am a bro lever. Glorp gum, glorp gum, bro lever. I uh, and you know, and 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 maybe maybe this is you know, if I'm gonna say the whole Roswell theory, and I went on my little, I went on a Taylor Nelson tangent there, back back talking about the idea of the the Roswell alien is still living on this the earth. Good old Taylorius Nelsonian Maxim. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, I I also it would be wrong for me not to credit scientists or even farmers that maybe all of these wonderful gluten free products. Or maybe these wonderful tasting. I salute wheat, you, Bill Nye. We, these wheat-based products. Jolly gri- giant. Jolly, <laughs> giant. Jolly green giant. The jolly rancher giant. What if these crop circles are made <laughs> because like the finest crops are actually in these specific circles, so they have to like oh these crops are growing <laughs> in these circles, so they have to actually that's just the way they have to cut the crops is they have to make patterns to get so the best oddly crops. enough nutrients grows in a a pie-based pattern. It's actually Walt Disney this whole time sitting in a cellar who's like, I demand the best crops <laughs> in all the world. And I want you to make designs in them because it's what I'd do if people knew I was still alive. <laughs> yeah. I could what year it. did uh what year did the Wizard of Oz come out? Oh, interesting. Because Question. in a haphazard way, that poppy field scene could be construed as a crop circle uh <laughs> scene where he- <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I, want, I, want, I want to hear this out. Keep I don't going. know. I don't. Uh, he, he, oh, man. I was so excited. 1939. I don't know where that was going. It seemed to hit a wall right there. I really wanted it to go somewhere cool. I wanted to follow the rail brick road and really find our way to the Emerald City. But unfortunately, we, we, we died along the way. I think we have, though, held hands. And I think we've all together walked down this yellow brick road all the way to the end. Uh, into what appears to be a circle. Uh, so, guys, if if you have a, a hypothetical, patch. if you have a hypothetical you want us to talk about or a thought you'd like to share about today's episode, good news. You can shoot us an email at highbrothoughts at gmail.com. That's H Y B R O T H O U G H T S at gmail.com. And who knows, maybe your hypothetical will be featured uh, on a future episode or we'll discuss it. Uh, at a later date. I'm looking forward to it. Guys, do you have any parting words on crop circles, or can we all sleep a little bit tonight? I haven't even said if I believe, so. <laughs> we know you don't, Johnny. <laughs> okay, well, oh. valid. No, valid. Hit, yeah. us, hit us. Hit us with it. I don't. I honestly don't. I think I think there's people out here, like, I. I okay, I want to believe, and here I try. Here comes the party pooper, uh, shitting all over the furniture. I'm sorry. I really wanted to believe a lot of the things, Huggins. <laughs> a lot of them are cool about like the the alien sex and a lot of like the, uh, it, it's cool. I'm saying I'm saying like <laughs> I'm uh, regardless. I'm saying some of these ideas are cool. You're talking about you know government communicating with aliens. That's that's awesome. I still in my dis disbeliever you know mindset. You know, my party pooper mindset think 
that there's somebody out there who started and, and, and saw whatever they thought was a shooting star, and that, that thing was now a alien. And that drip fed and that, that kept going, and, and stories and rumors and folklore, folklore came into being for a flying saucer that made a saucer nest. And eventually, that became an alien, and that became a, uh, uh, an idea that these, these things have ships, and there's like, what I'm getting at is that somebody some at some time period saw something that was not normal that actually was but but, but they couldn't they couldn't prove it or understand it and that became an alien and now we're essentially having people that are like uh, where am I going with this you're not going anywhere Johnny um I think you just don't believe no no I want to I want to get this out there you have time to rant I want time to rant <laughs> no I'm I I want to bro leave okay <laughs> But what I'm saying, let me take a you step back. You either believe or you don't believe. I believe that people are just being assholes. And, and Fair. I believe people are being assholes and they essentially are trying to just fuck up cornfields and being dicks about it. But why are they not claiming it and getting they, some they're sort of trying, recognition? They're, they're tr- they're, they don't, who gives a shit? They're trying to make people essentially think it's aliens. Because that's cool. That's- but no one's talking about it. You know, so we see someone tweet like, yo, guys, back in uh, Minnesota, this dope-ass crop circle popped up. Like, no one's well, maybe even talking about it. Maybe they're in an underground, underground community that they, they all keep in touch via whatever social media they're on. So no. they know when the new crop circle is Not even in my up. mind. Like, damn, you heard about that crop circle in, uh, in nah. Kansas, dog? Damn. Yeah, so they're probably talking about crop circles all the time. I'm not in my, network. In my mind, if there was a Reddit thread or whatever that people were making crop circles and were talking about it, there would be a lot more surveillance. Not like I'm not talking martial law kind of surveillance, but there would be people out there searching farmers putting GoPros in their lawns, proving it was wrong. But I think people making crop circles are afraid of that happening, so they're purposely not making a bigger deal out of it and essentially normalizing the idea that it's a fraudulent. Yeah, because they don't want the thing. government coming taking their it's not, crops. Yeah. Every time there's a dang crop circle in my face. No, they don't want. No, no. Take my seat. I don't think I, I, they don't want the government. They don't want the government <laughs> coming and proving them wrong and and tr- for trespassing. They they don't want. They want to break the law. That's what they These would say. Though. That's what the government people. would say. When in fact, yeah. the government well. is just there to read the sign, and they're going to go back and compute it, and they'll probably make a crop circle right next to it as soon as that grass grows, or wheat or whatever. And boom, we'll have another crab circle. Because the government is in a twine with the aliens and the, the planning shit. saying they're just dicks. <laughs> I, Taylor, I want to believe in so much stuff. And some of these things I do. I believe in paranormal stuff. I just, I think it's just assholes being assholes. I don't know. Eh, you may be right. None of us I, do. You know, and... And I think, I, <laughs> yeah, hey, man, right. yeah, I mean, no, no, let's go. Yeah, you fucking right. <laughs> we, uh, I mean, we we've had some crazy theories on this episode, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, Johnny, you know, uh, oh, say it, Nick, say it to my face. I'm just, I'll say it. Say it. I'll, you're, I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> Woo, it feels good to say. It Woo. doesn't feel good. Uh, a little emotional. I, got, I, I, I think really as a parting, as a parting, um, as, as a parting word, guys, same people. If you can get Bob Chandler on the podcast, great. Please. But if you know someone who currently has a crop circle, go fuck them up. A fresh crop circle, please email us at highbrothoughts at gmail.com. And we'd love to purchase our flight, head to you, and do an investigative piece. Or if you've got a field of crops that we could all together try to make a crop circle. 
That'd be dope as well. Yeah, I would totally try. Absolutely. Uh, any Listen, anything crop circle related, please, like we want to investigate more. Maybe we'll do a part two of this episode lo- like later down the line if there are more advancements, if we can actually go make our own crop circle. Whatever it is, I would love to see one. I would love to see one in person. Yeah, me too. Um, and if you do know anyone, whether it's in England, whether it's here in the U.S., uh, we'll go. Uh, just tell us. Email us, and we'd love to go check it out. And I and I love to see it firsthand. Honestly, uh, no goofs. I just I genuinely want to see it. I'm in. Uh, me too. Great. So with all that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's insane that we are on episode five and that you guys are still listening even after our long fart conversation uh, in the Biodome <laughs> episode. And we hope that you stick around because we have so many more awesome topics to talk about, um, so many more awesome discount codes for you guys for some incredible companies that we truly believe in and support. And, you know, many more things to come. So uh, I have been Nick. I'm Taylor. I've been Johnny. And uh, we'll hear you, feel you, and see you on next week's episode where Taylor is going to be bringing a cutting-edge topic to you as we dig deep and try to figure it out and just pray that uh, we don't go in another circle because we want answers. We demand answers. And we all need answers. That was deep as well. All right, yeah, I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) They'll do it.